Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and I think the Superhawks are right. I think this strike zone's really inconsistent, We and baseball's got to fix this. Oh, boy. I can't wait to talk about that rant. And I am the Champ, and in these first two weeks of the Bush League, uh, the league has been turned upside down. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and talk to that. Did you, did you see that? Okay. So so last week, I think it was like on Wednesday or Thursday, uh, the stats uh, for the first four positions were exactly reversed from last year. So uh, Casey was at the top. I was second. Sam was third. And Bearcats were fourth, which is completely the opposite of last year's finish. So it's actually kind of good to see, right? Get everybody a chance to uh, do a little time at the top. Yeah, it's early, but yeah, it is good to see. Yeah. Right. Well, as we talked about this. It it, it it feels good to get out to, sure. to a, a, yeah, yeah. a fast start. You, you kind of yeah. lose it in the middle of the season, um, but it, it, if you're sitting down near the bottom, <clears throat> Chief, um, it, it, it probably prompts you to make moves you probably wouldn't normally make in fear of just getting buried in some categories. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think once you hit May, yeah, it start you start to do that. Yeah. Is that is that the, is that the, okay? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I actually I actually start to panic um, as soon as the draft is over. That's when my panic starts. But you're a little bit different. You're a little bit calmer than me. Yeah. Well, uh, it depends. I I guess it really depends on on you know, uh, barring any injury, if your team's not performing well, I don't think it's panic time yet. I got you. It's like I said. It's always panic time for me. <laughs> hey, 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 listen. Did, did we did we want to talk about the strike zone uh, a little bit uh, farther down in the uh, yeah? The podcast? We we will. But I I, I think he's right. I, the the games that I've watched, I think it's pretty inconsistent. And um, yeah, I, well, I, we, you, we'll talk about it later. You know, I'm, I'm not an electronic umpire fan, but I think we yeah. Have but to do but you but you know everybody is still because of the shortened spring training. Okay, fair enough. Everybody's yeah. still work, working things out in, in the early season, and that includes umpires. And includes my pitching. They're still working. <laughs> I think I dropped, and, I dropped two points in ERA this week. Well, well, you know what it also includes that, that that's struggling is the Bulls batting. Oh, yeah, which uh, it's, it's a good segue. So we have Bob Freeze, the owner of the Basur Bulls. And um, Bob, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, and yourself? Yeah, about average. About average. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let, let's let's start with we'll we'll start with the draft because this is the first time that that we've had you on since the draft a couple weeks ago. Uh, how did you feel coming out of that? Uh, I felt okay. I thought I, mean, I I had a problem seeing the board with my money and seeing how much money I had left. So uh, it was uh, – I didn't realize that I was so short on money coming to the end of it. So that didn't help any. But uh, I felt pretty good about it, but not feeling real good about my hitting right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so what do you think the keys are to kind of start digging yourself out? <laughs> Trent Grisham's got to start hitting, for one thing. Um, I got uh, – I mean, my pitching, I'm doing real well with my pitching right now. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, Grisham starts picking it up and then 
I mean, everybody that I spend any money on, none of them are hitting right now. So hopefully they turn that around. Well, and, uh, yeah, as I'm looking at your team, Grisham is the most you spent on any offensive player. Yeah. At a dollar ninety, and you lost AJ Pollock on that trade yeah. a couple of days after the draft, and I think you spent yeah. like a buck fifty or a buck seventy for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I lost out on him. I lost Grisham's not hitting right now. I mean, even like Wong and Ademus and Blackman, Voigt. I mean, none of them. I spent over a dollar on all of them, and none of them are hitting right now. Yeah, your best offensive player is Mikel Franco. Yeah. For a nickel. <laughs> For a nickel. Yeah. Yes. He got off to a good start. Yeah. Um, all right. So it, 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 the opposite of that, what, what's the greatest fear about your team? Like, what, what, what is your greatest fear? What, what do you fear the most? Uh, probably that my hitting doesn't pick up and that my pitching falters and I end up at the bottom. So, um <laughs> I don't, yeah, if my pitching falters and my hitting doesn't pick up soon, it's going to be a long season, and there's really nothing out there to pick up. Well, I would uh, I would argue that you have pretty good trade capital on your pitching side to swap for an offensive player. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I don't know if one player's going to dig you out. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you need these other guys to perform a little bit. Um, the, yeah. the one the one question I had about uh, the roster, and I, I thought Mikel Franco was a really good pick for a nickel. I mean, it, you know, if he can hit two thirty and but hit some homers there and play every day, I, I think you get some numbers out of that guy. Um, yeah. The question is, is he going when uh, uh, what's the other key boom or whatever his name is comes back? Is he going to play as much? Yeah, I, that's a good point. But Franco is a really good defensive third baseman. Like yeah. That he can do. He can pick the ball up. And yes, he can. Yeah, they've been talking about Carter Keyboom or Kaiboom for like ten years, and I don't, I don't know what the kid does. So, um, <laughs> th- yeah. The only other question I had for you was was going to be Grisham. Um, guy's a hell of a center fielder, but is it? You think it's just a slow start, or or is this like a carryover from last year? Well, yeah, it could be that. I mean, maybe it's not as good as what I thought he was going to be, but I thought I thought he had potential to be a better hitter, and uh, um, he just didn't. He, he's not doing anything right now. I mean, if he's lucky if he can get a hit right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, and uh, Jamie, what, what, what do you got? Um, Bob, I think your analysis on your team is 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 right on in terms of your your, your biggest fear. Um, you know, I'm looking at the offense, and you got six offensive points, and yeah. those are those are categories. Since four out of the five of them are really um, bulk categories, if you will, and you, you just don't want to get buried early. Right. Um, and and you know, at, at the outset, the cold open, we were talking about when you panic. Um, are you panicking now? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> a little I, bit, I, yeah. I, as, as, as the Chief pointed out, um, lo- losing Pollock, all of a sudden now that puts a, a bigger hole, bigger strain on an offense that, that's already kind of kind of suspect. But, you, you know, you, you have time to turn around. I'm, I'm looking at some of the players on your reserve team. Um, you know, it, it's tough, right, because Dickerson doesn't play no. all, all the time, and nor does – Dominic Smith, and you have a couple catchers in Molina and McCann, and by their very nature, they don't play all the time. Right. So when I look at your reserve 
for your pitching. I mean, you still have um, Castillo out there, which yeah. uh, Chief talk, talked about trade capital. Austin Gomber, if you can pick his good starts, is not bad <laughs> in certain situations. If you can pick the good starts, that's, right. that's the problem. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to try and manage this, I guess, now through through trades and fab. Yeah. I, I mean, I tried picking up the uh, uh, Robertson and Santillian to see if I could get more saves out of them to try to you know, move up a little bit in that category. So right now I'm looking at my pitching is holding me in there, but I, I definitely need my hitters to start putting up some numbers. I mean, uh, the guy, I forget how many home runs, 17 home runs or something like that the Ducks have, and I got like five or something like that. So yeah. it's, uh, I'm, you know, falling way behind. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, if if you ever want to get a, get rid of that, that, that guy that's no good with his name, I think it's Roden. <laughs> yeah, I, I may take a flyer on that Roden guy. <laughs> yeah, Roden and Webb are doing pretty good for me right now. So uh, I don't think I'm going to be passing up on them. No, that's a, that, that's a, I mean, uh, Chief and I were talking at the beginning of, of, of the podcast before in, in pre-production. Uh, Carlos Rodon has 21 strikeouts. In, in 12 innings, that's 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 not that's not bad. <laughs> no, no, it's not bad at all. Yeah. And if Hugh, Hugh Darvish had a better start this time than he did in his first one, I mean, I think he had like a 48 ERA in his first outing. I don't even know if he made it out of the first inning. So uh, if I can get him pitching well, I mean, that my pitching should be great, and maybe I can make some trades in. Hey, one more question for you here. Um, in, in terms of last week's fab, um, you went fairly high on David Robertson, and you already have, what, three saves with him? Yeah. Um, what, what was your thinking? Did you bid on him and um, I think it was uh, Taylor, Rogers. Taylor Rogers. One of the Rogers. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I bet on both of them. I, I think I put uh, like $27 on Rogers, and uh, Tom came in at 36 so that was – um, that was uh, my first choice, and then Robertson because ex-Philly pitchers, you know, sometimes they come around. So you know, they come out of the Phillies bullpen, terrible, and they move to another team and do a lot better. So that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Imagine that, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, Rod, did we want to ask uh, Bob about his his fab pickups this week, or we want to? Uh, yeah. You know what? You 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 tell me. You 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 go next. Let, let, let me let let me uh let me kind of pull these up, Bob. So you picked up uh Orlando Arcia yes. this week. Yeah, he seems to be getting some playing time at in the outfield. Yeah, that yeah. I need I need somebody that's going to get at bats, and I'm hoping that he kind of works his way into the outfield. But then you got Acuna coming back soon, so who knows? Yeah, but yeah, he probably got a month for a dollar. I mean, you, you can get some yeah. at bats out of him. Um, yeah, and I think that was was that your only pickup for the week? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was my only pickup. This did you week. get outbid on anyone, or just you just did, did this? You just went after uh, Arcia. Arcia was my third choice. I I think I picked, tried to get Drury and uh, Hernandez. Was it Hernandez? I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was you know. But I only put a dollar on all of them, so because none of them are playing lights out or anything so just trying to shoot fish in a barrel kind of 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> so, I guess the plan is just to kind of hang on for a little bit, and if you if you're not making any moves on the offensive side, then you're gonna be open for business. Yep. Okay. Definitely. <clears throat> yeah. If they don't start, if they don't start hitting soon, we're gonna have to do something. So I guess you're looking for a five-tool player for a guy like Rodon. Oh, yes. <laughs> Maybe three of them. <laughs> three of them. Well, I don't know if you're going to get three of them. <laughs> but you might get one. You might get yeah. one for one swap on it. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. And then lastly, have you been – I don't know if you read the Cases article. Uh, he <laughs> developed a uh, golden monkey power ranking. Um, yes. You, so you've seen that. Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, any thoughts on that? It seemed a little tongue-in-cheek to me, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, he's pretty head-on. I think Sam's probably in the lead for, from uh, his performance at the draft. But, uh, I mean, he must have done something right because both of them yeah. are at the top of the list. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So and and that's a good point. I mean, it's it's uh it's irrelevant of where you finish in the standings, right? Cause right. This isn't about right. you know standings. It's about just general behavior. Yeah. Yeah. It All is. right. So, that's, so that, yeah, that's him and, him and Case are at the top of my list right okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, e- even even though Josh said you were writing like a uh, Philadelphia traffic cop. Yeah. Well. I, you got to remember, he uh, he bought uh, drinks at the bar that night, so it was uh, he got a, he got a little bonus point there. <laughs> Plus, he helped me out seeing the draft board, so I gave him a couple bonus points there to kind of keep okay. him. In. But well, uh, well, I'm I, I, I got don't... faith in him. I'm sure he'll come through. <laughs> nice. All right, yeah. So um, it, it, this is good, and it is still early. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's time to completely panic, but um, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts before we before we leave? Um, I think it's funny how I think I'm in three leagues in fantasy, and uh, Pete Alonso seems to be the guy that uh, is helping each of those leagues uh, be in first place. Um, it's uh, I don't you know. Pete Alonso is Pete Alonso. I mean, he's a good player, but you didn't really expect him to get off to the start he had. And I think that's why the Ducks, most of the reason that the Ducks are in first place right now. Yeah, him and Ozuna. Yeah, Ozuna. Yeah, that's true. Ozuna came around. Yeah. I was surprised with that one, too. Yeah, because that could have went either way. Yeah. But, uh, and the other guy, and I don't want to take take up too much time, but the other guy that, that, uh, that you had to give up this year was Josh Bell. He got off to a good start as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> All those years Josh you were Bell frustrated with him. <laughs> you, yeah. He was good till about July 15th. And you're like, dude, what the hell? Like what, yeah. what's going on with what this happened? guy? <laughs> yeah. 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 He was notorious yeah. for that. Yeah. And so, the dude, Suzuki's playing well for the reps too. So that was, yeah. Yeah. All right, Jamie, you got so, anything? No, Bob. Just hey, thanks. Thanks for coming on. As always, thanks for being um, a good sport. Um, my goal is to beat you in all three leagues. Although it looks like <laughs> you already have a leg up in in one of them. That's not going to happen. But um, yeah, yeah. 
thanks, thanks, thanks for coming on. Hopefully, you'll be able to uh, to join us sometime later in the season. And uh, good luck managing your team. I think you got your, uh, you know, you got your hands full here. <laughs> I believe you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob. Thanks a lot. We'll see you down the road. Sure. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Take care. Bye, bye. Okay, Jamie. Um, yeah, I think he. I think he was pretty accurate with with that. Um, you know, when you have six offensive points, all of a sudden you you just start to need people to start playing and start producing. And to your point, it it, it does. It, it is obviously very early. You can't tell anything from from the stats yet. Small sample size, all of that. But you you don't want to be buried early either. No, and I I think. Uh... And I can't speak for everyone, but I think with his team, he needs uh, an aggregate. That's how he's going to get. That's how he's going to get more homers, RBIs, and run scored. Is that everyone on his team performs at the level they need to perform? I don't think he has any one guy that can take over for a week and boost your your numbers real quick. Like he doesn't have anyone that's going to hit five homers and twelve ribs, like in a week. Um, I don't know if he has anyone to carry his offensive side of this team. Yeah, that's tough. So what you're saying is, is everybody's going to have to be consistently good throughout the entire season, and you know, yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. And, and you know, I, I know again, it's early, but we've talked about it. I I think he is a perfect candidate to swap a pitcher for an offensive player to get going. I, I thought that was good insight by you. Yeah, because he does have depth in pitching. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. All right. Um, let, let's let's deal with the Fab for Saturday night. Uh, okay. Another another active night. Yeah. Twelve was it? Twelve. Uh, Twelve players by seven different owners. Um, prices were 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 deflated. They, they almost had to be. Yeah. From from opening week, but still very active. Very active, and and I don't think we had that one big hitter like when when Rogers came over, you know, the week prior. Um, well, I I thought that the player that would go for the most, um, that would be the, the if you will, uh, the person of the week was Yadiel Hernandez, which was the case, and you got him. Yeah, so we'll start with me. So I, I picked up Roberto Perez, the catcher for the Pirates, um, for a dollar. I dropped Capisano, who's in the minor leagues, or that's where he, that's where he's been for a while. And then I picked was up. That a, was that was that a backup pick? Was, I mean, it was. Perez going to be your backup catcher, or is he going to be your starting catcher? No, no, no. He's not going. To, it was just a guy that I could uh, as a backup catcher. But he plays four to five days a week, and he's playing more than than because uh, I I need I lost Lamont Wade and Ramos went back down to the minors, so I just need someone to get at bats. So for a dollar, gotcha. I could throw him in there until until Wade comes back. Um, also picked up, yeah, like you mentioned, Yadiel Hernandez. Uh, for six dollars, I thought that was—I I didn't want to pay that much, but I—I I thought maybe I was going to have to pay that much, and apparently, I—you—you I, you said you had him for six as well, huh? I put in a six-dollar bid for him and thought I was going to to get him, and uh, you won on the tiebreaker. Okay. Um, so your bid was perfect if if you really intended to get him. Yeah, it, if I not, guess it was trade perfect. him to me. Give him <laughs> to me. <laughs> Give him to you? No, I don't think yeah. so. Um, that they're the only two I had. The Sewerhawks come in with uh, John Birdie for a dollar. Drop Matt Beatty. And I think that was his only pickup. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, Miami seems to play a lot of guys as well. Because Birdie can play a little second, play a little third. I, I think he can stick him in the outfield. Brian Anderson played left field last night when I was watching. Yeah. So I'm wondering by the Hawks if that was a kind of uh, a pickup to cover a couple different positions. Yeah. Yeah. And for a dollar, I mean, yeah. Right. I, I, it's, it's, and Birdie can get you some stolen bases if he you can. know when he's going to play. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the Bulls. Uh, Statman pick up Josh Rogers, starting pitcher, starting pitcher for the Nats. And they also pick up another starting pitcher, Drew Smiley. Uh, the, and another starting pitcher. And another starting David pitcher, Peterson. David Peterson, for yeah. the Mets. So he spent uh, seven, nine bucks on three starting pitchers, which would kind of fit because he's got those, he's got DeGrom out still. Yeah. I put bids in in all three, and he won all three of those. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to do with Smiley. But... He's another he had one. Another that, good outing. He I had know. A good outing. Was it yesterday or, or Saturday? He pitched well again. I don't think he's given up an earned run yet, which means he's he's due to be hit around. Right. <laughs> is that how that works? He's due to be hit around. Yeah. Well, well. See, this is part of my overthinking, right? I I didn't go really big on him. I think I may have lost him by a dollar. But I, I'm thinking all of you Phillies fans aren't going to put a bid in on him because you're 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 you know still still mad at him. Is that true? Based no. on his performance in Philadelphia? No, I think his performance in Philly is kind of who he is. Okay. Like, he, he'll pitch well one out of every three starts. Okay. Quality start once out of every three starts. But he has a tendency of getting blown up. And that, that's yeah. that, that's where you start shying away. So, but well, yeah, and that's what's going to happen this week. He, it is going to happen this week? It is going to happen. You mark it down. Oh, okay. Oh, well, they I, got the Cardinals? I have no idea who. You know okay. what? Here, I'll, I'll take a look while, right. whilst you're talking. All right. Um, then we'll go to the auditors. Bryce Elder, starting pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. You got him for two bucks, and you dropped the Kino. Um, and you picked up Sergio Alcantara, the shortstop for the Diamondbacks, because he dropped Chris Paddock because he got traded this week or last week. Um, yeah, that that was that was forgive the term. It, it was it was shitty fab. That those weren't really the players that I wanted. Um, Aquino, had he gotten off to just a decent start, there's there's room in that Cincinnati outfield to play. But he's just he's 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 lost. Yesterday he went 0 for four with four strikeouts. He yeah. he took the uh, golden sombrero yesterday, and I I don't think he has any clue. And so probably. Based upon yesterday's performance, he could find himself back in the minors. Um, Senzel is on the IL, but I think it's the COVID IL, so he'll be back up. Um, yeah, I don't think he's he's long for that. And Alcantara is essentially just a placeholder until I can get somebody to play shortstop. Somebody, somebody, please just want to play shortstop for me. What's going on with Nick Ahmed? Uh, he's still hurt. Um, I, I, I think that he'll be back probably. You know, it's one of those things, Raj, that – he, he's supposed to be back sometime this week. But I, since we have the weekly moves, I don't know if I can take that chance and put him on a roster and then find out that he's not quite ready yeah. or he went back for a rehab assignment and take another zero. I, I, I just can't do that. Yeah, I get that. Yep. Oh, yeah. and, oh, and by the way, when I talked about Drew Smiley um, and how he's going to get lit up this week, um, check that. Let's push it back to next week because this week he plays um, – he's pitching against the Pirates. <laughs> 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 okay. So yeah. you might squeeze so another start out of him. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
yeah, that, that would be a good week to put him in your active lineup there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Rebs. Rebs pick up Steve Wilson, relief pitcher for San Diego. They drop Luke Weaver, who is on the IL again. Um, and I, no, he, uh, Rebs also picked up Keegan Thompson, relief pitcher for the Cubs. Yeah. 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 Uh, dudes pick up Brandon Drury. Um, I liked, I liked Brandon Drury. Um, the problem is, is that he doesn't qualify, um, in the infield yet. He's an outfielder. Yeah. And, and I don't need outfielders. Now, you know, if you want to wait it out for another two to three weeks, he might qualify at third base. I, I just, I, I couldn't afford to do that. And, and that's why I didn't bid on, on Drury. So Drury's a guy, and I think Case brought it up to me this week. He's like, I feel like Brandon Drury shows up on a roster every year. Like he, mm-hmm. and and I was telling him like Jake Lamb's that way too. Jake Lamb's was on the forty man roster for the Dodgers, and these guys just hang around. And uh, um, I, I'm, I'm I can't even remember where this guy was originally from. Do you remember? Yeah, he started. He actually started in 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 Arizona back in that's right two thousand back in two thousand fifteen, and he did time um, a, a season or part of a season with with the Yankees, and um, then the following season with the um, the Blue Jays before going over to the Mets last year. Is that where he was last year? Yeah, yeah, but he, he's only had he's only had three seasons of over four hundred plate appearances in in eight years. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Um, yeah, he 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 must just keep getting hurt. At Toronto but, was his last big year in nineteen, where he had four hundred forty-seven yeah. plate appearances. But you know what? This this is the Reds, which are essentially a Triple A. They're a Triple A team um, with a uh, single A um, front office and a um, minor league ownership. So, um, did, did you did you see see what they or did you hear what the ownership said in Cincinnati? No. So uh, the, the Castellinis, who are millionaires, here, here's me rallying again, billionaires complaining that you know they're a small market team, and uh, I, I guess on air they were saying, well, are you, you know, how are you going to try and compete, and what are you going to do? And basically, the owner said, well, where else are people going to go for baseball? That's nice. you know, basically calling out the yeah. fans, saying, hey, you 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 you. You're captive. You can't do anything. And now there's there's rumors that they, I think they threatened to possibly move the team or um, yeah or sell the team. But I, yeah, it's just bad ownership. And so they get everything. I I, I I want all bad things to happen to the Reds this year. Sorry, that's my diatribe for today. I'm done. Yeah, I feel like baseball would need to step in on that one. If they're they're threatening to move that team, I mean the team's been there for. Well, they're not going and yeah. they're they're not going to go anywhere, right? Yeah. It was the first, wasn't it the first major National League franchise. I mean they've been around for over a hundred years, hundred twenty years. Yeah, it used to be the National League. The first National League game would always have to be in Cincinnati. How about this? How about this? Do you think? Uh, I guess there's always a chance that they could finish below the Pirates. Uh, well, yeah. I I guess that yeah, there's that possibility if the Pirates bring up some guys, you know, and they they, they show some pop. I don't I don't. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Because that Hunter Green pitch, pitched pretty well 
uh, was it yesterday or Saturday? Saturday afternoon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like the real deal, doesn't he? He does. He, he doesn't always know where the ball's going, but that's from being young and just throwing the ball so hard. You is, know what is, I mean? is that a bad thing? When you throw 100 miles an hour, don't know where the ball's going? Yeah. Can you imagine being a batter, trying to get comfortable in the batter's box? Yeah, well, he got suspended <laughs> last year in the, when he was in the minors because he hit somebody on purpose. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that that's going to hurt. Yeah? Yeah. That'll uh, leave a mark. I think he had 13 strikeouts. Maybe maybe a little less than that. But, yeah, it might have been 13 against the Dodgers. But my man Trey Turner guessed right on one of the pitches, and he, he hit a bomb. Um, all right, so that, that wraps up the fab. Again, pretty active, but like you said, the dollar figures are dropping significantly. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder, and, you know, everybody's got to reach more and, and more. Um, it, you can't slide anything or anybody through. It's it's just really tough. I, You know, the fact that Bill got Peterson, I was really looking at Peterson all week, and I got outbid um, on that. He's going to make – I think Peterson's going to make – did he make a start yesterday or he's going to make one today um, in, in place of uh, Taiwan, Taiwan Walker? Uh, That's right. He's on the IL too. Yeah, I I think he's on Bill's team as well. Walker. Yeah. Yeah, which which would make sense why he picked up Peterson, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, most of Bill's pitchers are on the IL on the reserve. Aren't you waiting for just more bad things to happen to the Mets? (laughs) I don't. I don't know. They're kind of hanging tough, though. I mean, they are. Yeah, they are thus far. Yeah. All right, uh, CBS. So you reached out to him about our pitching thing. Uh, yeah. So what? <clears throat> I, I I asked them, is there any way we can lock down our pitching so that you know we have only have nine total pitchers, but you know no more than seven starters or no more than seven relievers. <clears throat> so I sent that to them um, Wednesday. Um, on Thursday, they came back and said, we will be happy to further assist you with the question and would like to contact you over the phone. Please provide a suitable time and my number. So Thursday, um, I sent them my phone number, said I'm available all day on on Thursday. And guess what? No call? No, no, no call. No call. You know, I didn't even use the Carly Ray Jesper. Was it Jesper? Jespin? You know, call me maybe. <laughs> and this was... Uh, <laughs> Commission Hamlet. So, you know, is to be or not name? to be. To call or not to call, that is the question. Yeah, well, I don't think it is a question. You knew they weren't going to call. Yeah. I would well, have been shocked we'll, if they we'll called see. you. So, the, the, the thing is, is once again, owners, for the rest of the year, um, before you submit your uh, final roster changes for the week, either Sunday night or Monday, make sure that there's only nine pitchers in there and you and I will also check, but we can't always be responsible to, to check before the first game on a Monday. So, you know, we would like everybody to, to make sure you, you check yourselves. Which, by the way, I doubt if anyone listens to this before uh, it's going to happen, but there, there is a game today, Patriots Day. Oh, right, right, right. What time is that? 11-ish. Hey, okay. So when we're done here, i got to make some roster moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make the good ones. Um, yeah. Text talk, and I brought it up in the cold open. Uh, 
Bob Kirk, Sewerhawks text uh, MLB is a joke. They need to move to a digital strike zone. It's currently so erratic. I hate watching a pitch down the middle. Belt high called a ball. The sport is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I mentioned, I agree with him that there's pitches that are being called balls. And it, it, I think it's just very inconsistent. I, I think you made a good a good point there that, hey, umpires are working it out as well. So I, I yeah. get that. Uh, but I, I, I think this is this is a problem that's going on for for a few years now. It, okay, so let me ask you something. Do, do you think it's actually worse now than it used to be? Or is it just because of the fact that they have the pitch box in there, they have you know, slow-mo, they have so many different things that um, umpires are, are being looked at a little bit more harshly with the um, with the idea that right down the road is the electronic umpire. Uh, I don't know. Like, when I watch a game, I, I look at pitches, and I'll, in my head I'll call it a ball or strike. I don't, I don't like, purposely do it. It's just, I think it's just kind of reaction. Um, and I find myself... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm off sometimes, and I think that eh, ball looked. I look at a strike as being hittable. Can you hit that pitch? A ball is not hittable. That that's how I look at balls and strikes. Like anything that should be called a ball is that batter cannot put the bat on that thing. It's it, it it's outside the strike zone, especially when you talk about up, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, now up is really Bob's right it it's it's right around the belt it used to be around the letters and and that's what we were all probably taught as kids right letter high and yeah. um you know as a frame of reference on, on the batter but it, it letter high is not even a thing and and that's been like that for a while and and it used to be the distinction between the American League and National League umpires where the American League umpires would wear they'd hold the chest protector. So they were more inclined to call the high strike and not yep. call the low strike. Whereas the National League umpires who didn't do that were more inclined to call the lower strike and not the higher one. But now that they're in, you know, now that they're all the same umpires, they're not calling the high strike at all. And the um, other thing is an issue is these catchers moving the gloves. I mean, it's grossly, you can see yeah. it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, there, there's, there's a lot of things here in, in, in Bob's text, a lot of, uh, you know, overt and there's some, some subtle stuff here. He, I mean, he, he, he's not, he's not wrong. Um, I, I would question is if the whole strike, well, MLB, it, he starts with MLB is a joke and there's, there's lots of ways, different ways to cut that. Right. I, I, I tend to lead toward their, their leadership, both owners and um, um, commissioner. So I, I would agree there. On the digital strike zone, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not as upset about that. And, and there are, if you want to scan, there's actually umpire ratings out there that um, I think a lot of websites do to, to rate each umpire. Now, how good is that? I don't know if they're using StatCast information, but they're judged, you know, more harshly than ever before in, in, in terms of ball strikes, that type of thing. I mean, they, they, they get report cards every day. So that's um, that's 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 happening now. 
Um, yeah, like you said, sport has become stupid. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what, what all that's about, but, it, you know, if it's about game time, you know, three hours. Do you think games have gone long thus far? Um, I, I haven't really noticed either way, but I haven't made a conscious decision to monitor it either. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, then his last line was, no wonder most kids move to lacrosse. Do you have any <laughs> comments on that? <laughs> I don't know if lacrosse uh, – I, I, Maybe he would know better than we would because he had, you know, boys. I guess lacrosse may be a spring sport for a boy. I, I don't know. So it doesn't compete with football. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know if – maybe the kids in lacrosse just can't hit a baseball. That's why they go play lacrosse. Well, and, and they probably can't catch a baseball. That's why they have a face mask. So if they miss, you know, in, in lacrosse, it just bounces off their helmet. <laughs> So I, I will say that, you know, the Atlantic League, the independent minor league team that Lancaster yeah. has a team, they, last year they did the digital strike zone, and then they got rid of it. They don't, they, they're going back to the umpires this year. Yeah, I don't know if you can ever totally get away from, uh, from umpires, but, but uh, you know, I, I, I get the subtext of, of what Bob's yeah. saying, and, and, and he's, not, he's not entirely wrong. I, I, I agree. Um, and then tennis has gone to that years ago decades ago with the Cyclops. Yeah. And I think yeah. some of that was because the players were serving the ball much harder than they were with a wooden racket. Sure. You know, when it's coming 135, it's hard to see if you don't have chalk. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, but he makes a good point of it. It, it. It's something that becomes frustrating a little bit. Um, baseball news. Clayton Kershaw pitches seven perfect innings against the Twins uses 80 pitches, which is really impressive, and gets pulled. What, what were your thoughts? And, and, he had, and he had 13 strikeouts, right? Is that what it was, 13? Wow. That I think he had 13 a... strikeouts. So, yeah, of his 21 outs, 13 were strikeouts. Um, first of all, good good for Kershaw. Um, I was in on him pretty late but didn't have a lot of money. I, you know, I, I like Clayton Kershaw. Um, I, I think he was okay with being pulled after the seventh inning. Um, the Dodgers are trying to protect their, their investments. And, you know, the first game of the season, he hadn't pitched over 80 pitches in, what, uh, nine months, ten months? Yeah. He was hurt last year. Yeah. Um, I, I, from a fantasy standpoint, it doesn't hurt you at all, right? You'd rather have that than a blow-up ending. And to protect their investment, I, I'm completely okay with it. I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I, I, I wondered if – when I saw this, I wonder if Roberts is like, man, I, I, he, he's pitching the real, he's, he was effectively using his pitches, 13 K's and 80 pitches is pretty damn effective. Like he wasn't right. throwing a lot of pitches to get those strikeouts. Um, I wonder if he thought like, all right, if I give him another inning, now I'm into the eighth inning with a perfect game. Now I got to finish him. You know what I mean? Like the seventh inning, you take him out, you know, Chances are he was going to give up a hit. I mean, the right that that, that was that that's that was probably the the greater possibility that he was going to lose the perfect game. But I think if you give him one more, then you then you're locked in. You got to let him finish. Um, I probably yeah. would have I yeah. probably would have left him in at 80 pitches. I would have told him I'm going to give you 100, and then I'm taking you out no matter what. So. I mean, the fact that he hasn't thrown over 80 pitches in nine or ten months, yeah, I, I think you just want to be careful with that. And they were winning by a comfortable margin, right? No sense in pressing that. 
Well, yeah. I mean, if if he gave up three hits and two walks and was pitching a shutout, it, the comfortable margin is is the logic taking him out. But when you're in a perfect game, that's pretty historic. But it, I mean, Kershaw handled it really well. I mean, he didn't moan, he didn't complain. It wasn't any backhanded comments. I mean, he did a good. Yeah. yeah, he just walked off. You know, it, he answered the questions. Yeah, but Kershaw, Kershaw's the the ultimate professional, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if he would have done that at 23, but I guess you do that when you're in your 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland rookie Steve Kwan sees 116 pitches before swinging and missing at the big league level as a rookie. That is pretty, pretty amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it really is amazing. 116 pitches as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what's, what's your experience with kids? Um, um, you know, pe- people swinging and missing. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty common. It's certainly common at, I imagine, at the big league level. Jeez. Um, he's 24 uh, years I, old. I, and it, I would guess I would guess there are people that put a ball on a batting team swing and miss. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done that, but I have missed a, a softball. <laughs> nice. But, well, that's because you were looking for the you're, you're looking you were trying to go in the downs there. <laughs> it's a, the slow pitch softball is uh, I I don't think it's built for me because every pitch is over my head and the guy would call it a strike and I'm like I can't hit that. Like <laughs> it's where it drops on the plate, right? Yeah. I mean, I would love to pitch in that because man, you, if you get that down, you can get that arc perfectly. So it's just dropping on that little thing behind the plate where they call the balls. And maybe that's what they need in, in Major League Baseball, right? Just, it, you know, like they do in softball where it drops right down on the plate. Yeah, they probably don't even you know need ta- a catcher. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. They have that mm-hmm. little yeah the strike little... zone behind the plate. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just get rid of the catcher and the umpire, and just you know, they use a new ball after every pitch anyway. <laughs> just do nice. that. Yeah, um, but it is pretty impressive. So get... 116 pitches before swing and missing. That is, that's a hell of a run. Here's what's here's what's impressive to me with with Stephen Kwan. I I don't know he let's see here he was a fifth round draft choice out of Oregon State. Yeah. And Oregon State has a really good program. They do. Um, f- funny thing was is because I'm in another um, mixed league. You know I've I've heard of him prior to coming up here, but people had compared him to Nick Madrigal. And um, I didn't realize they they both played together at Oregon State, and they're both the same types of, of, of hitter. I think Quan has um, a bit more p- uh, power, but you know they're they're still a little bit smaller in stature, five eight, five nine, one seventy, one seventy five. But both played at Oregon State, and I wonder if there's something to that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and if you're five nine, one seventy, that's what he is. He probably doesn't hit a lot of homers. Look, it looks like he has one triple so far. You, your objective is to put the ball in play. And that's probably yep. his approach was probably like that since high school, and it just just maintained that. Um, yeah, right now he's got 15 hits, uh, and I yeah 15 hits. Um, and he, he only has three extra base hits, but he his OPS is pretty high. So, uh, well, yeah, he's hitting 15 for 34. He's hitting 469. So, <laughs> yeah, that would explain that. Um, yeah, that's it. That, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, and then the Giants, uh, 
Alyssa Nakin become becomes the first woman to take the field in an on-field coaching capacity. I think she was coach at first base. Uh, it's kind of cool, huh? Yeah, she, she, she was. Um, and, uh, yeah, good for the Giants, right? The Giants are, are are so far ahead of the curve in in a lot of this, just like the Marlins hiring Kim Eng as, as the GM. Uh, good for the Giants for, for doing this. This, is, this isn't the first time where they've allowed females to kind of break break ground in in this area and you know um yeah I'm 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 happy that's that's taken place it's taken us what 100 and some years of baseball 120 years but hey we're there so be happy for that yeah but I I would also you know argue that it's probably in, been in the last 20 years where females have had interest in trying to get into the major league baseball so it's, it hasn't been 120 years of like keeping females out of the game. Well, you you got to you got to slowly step through it, right? You got to yeah. first have the right to vote. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was a college softball player at Sacramento State. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of the, the you know right that are, are former softball players that know their game uh, uh, know the game. Um, who was the uh, Sunday night ESPN announcer that would Jessica? What was her name that used to Mendoza. with your, your buddy A-Rod? Mendoza. Ah, right, right. She was a former softball player too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, a, a little bit off topic, but now baseball has a thing like the Mannings do on Monday Night Football. So they have Michael Kay, who is a sports radio host in New York, and then A-Rod in a box talking about the game as it's going on. So they, they simulcast it on ESPN 1 and 2. I what? I mistakenly Wait. ran into it last night, thinking, "What the hell is this? I got to listen to this guy again, just gibbered jabbered <laughs> away." And then I realized that it was that was on ESPN two, and ESPN had the had the you know regular announcers. Wait, wait, let's go back for a second here. So uh, I, I I don't know the reference in terms of what the Mannings. So you got you got to walk me through this. Yeah, so I think it's it's either Sunday night or Monday night. The football, I can't remember. They simulcast it, or maybe it's Thursday night. I, I I can't remember, but they they run two sets of uh, the, how you can view the game, and the one is okay. You can see the game, but Peyton and Eli Manning are actually having conversations, and they have guests on during the game, and then they'll comment on you know uh, the play during the game, strategy, things like that. But it's you watching, listening to the Mannings talk about it. And then, they, again, they have guests on, I, I think, every quarter. But the difference is that they're pretty funny. They're, they're, actually, they're actually a good little team. And okay. listening to A-Rod. Yeah, because, you know, he, he, the, the, I guess they were doing the Patriot game and, and I, um, last year. And Eli said, you know, I don't know why you had so many problems beating the Patriots. I thought it was fairly easy. I beat them twice in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it, was, nice. it was jokes like that. You know what I mean? So, um, and it's it's somewhat entertaining. This A-Rod, Michael K thing's annoying. Uh, well, I don't I, think it's going to get a lot of could legs. A-Rod, could A-Rod ever talk about that about himself? Could he ever be selfless? No. He's such a knucklehead, man. I'd rather listen yeah, to I Pete Rose. Listening, I won't be listening to that. Who 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 is who's doing the main game now that he is he is not uh, uh, on there? Who's there were two the former players, and I didn't pick up their names. It was the uh, 
I, li- I watched the Brave Padre game last night. Okay. Which, by the way, I sent you that text. That's Spencer Strider. We didn't know who he was last week when the Ducks picked him up. Right. Yeah. Right. He's actually a pretty good pitcher. Yeah, he, he came out of the bullpen. He he does a good job. And I, he has this, like, 70s porn stash. <laughs> well, I'll take your word for it because I don't really know what that means. Stop. Stop. All right. Anyway, but he, I found out who Spencer Strider is, and he, he's got a really good arm. It's pretty live. Yeah. yeah. Marlins have some arms down there. Well, this was – the Phillies. You, you know what? Here, here's the thing. Right? Yeah, I, um, let, was, let me digress just for a second, right? <clears throat> um, Marlins beat the Phillies, what, three out of four? Was it three out of four or two out of yeah, three? Yeah, I think it's three out of four. Three out of four? I think it was three out of four, and, and, and in pretty convincing fashion, right? Except for one night. When uh, Philly scored like ten runs, off your guy. Just happened to be against <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you knew where that was headed, right? It was off of Trevor Rogers. I'm like, yeah. son of a gun, really? Yeah, they blew him up. Yeah. yeah. Did he get out of the second? No. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. No. The, the only saving grace is I didn't watch it. Uh, although I saw the ticker coming across, I'm like, oh, please. Yeah, I, I think they scored six in the first. I don't know. I don't want to press on. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, okay. Uh, we, do have a twib, <laughs> we do have a twib note uh, this week brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have when you're having more than one, and you're bringing it this week. I am. I am. And I am happy to tell you I met the, uh, the Bearcats um, at Trogues in Hershey, Pennsylvania. You ever been there? Uh, I have not been there, but I've, I know about it. Okay. All right. Well, my, my, my wife had arranged this to, to meet Tom and Michelle at, at Trogues. And, um, cause I, you know, I'm basically a hermit now. Don't want to go anywhere at any time, but, but anyway, we had, they had a specialty beer, uh, at Trogues, um, and they do some really good beers. They had one called the triple nader, the triple nader, the take triple nader. Okay. Um, which um, is, is a take on their, their beer, the Troganator. It's a triple Bach beer that's bourbon, bourbon barreled age. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you what, this thing is smooth. Man, it, it, is, it, it is so good. Um, we shared a, a bottle amongst the four of us and to a person. The first reaction is, wow, it is just so mellow, I guess, the fact that it was been aged in the bourbon barrel, it's kind of like it's kind of like this. It's a 120 that's been aged. Oh. If that makes any sense to yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. And, and it clocks it clocks in at let's see what's the what's the ABV here? I don't know. It's like 13, 14 percent. 14 percent. Yeah. So they only sell you one bottle, one bottle per person. Oh, absolutely. But we didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 split it. Yeah. No sense in going nuts. Okay. Yeah, that's a good note. So that's. That's 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 my that's my Trogues um, analysis. If you ever a chance, you're not that far from Hershey. Where are you? Forty five minutes? Oh, less than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, go go out there sometime. It was it was there was a lot of people there on 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 Friday, but um, they had some good f- uh, good food and even better beer. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Um, just on a side note, Trevor Rogers pitched one and two-thirds inning, four hits, seven earned runs, four walks. He did have three strikeouts. He only faced 13 batters and seven of them scored. You, you couldn't let this go, could you? Well, I was just curious. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. be curious someplace else. Well, yeah, I got to watch Dakota Hudson do this crap every week. 
Who's another one? Ooh, that was painful watching that yesterday. Was it yes? Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, I think it was yesterday yeah. he pitched. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Peralta can't get it together right now. Ooh, and I saw Peralta uh, Friday night. Man, the Cardinals hit him all over the place. Yeah. That's the only game they did hit. The yeah. Brewers beat him up. They The Brewers yeah. won the series, right? No, uh, 2-2. Oh, 2-2. Okay. Uh, All right, Uh, podcast correction. We got a few of them here. Baseball strike was in 94, 95, not 1996. Yeah, that was me. Bad bad by me. Uh, Kansas City Royals won the World Series in 14-15. Well, they they were in the World Series. In the World Series. Yeah, Yeah, won it in 15. Yeah. Yep, beat the Mets. Uh, And then my man, Eloy Ramos. That's not how you pronounce his first name. No. Um, I was watching the Giants game, and uh, they had his family there. Uh, it was his first game um, in San Francisco. Not his first major league game, but his first game in San Francisco. It's pronounced Elliot Ramos. Did, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. A silent H. The H is silent. Hey, uh, can, yeah. I, can I talk about him real quick? Yeah. All right, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but – in the collective bargaining agreement that they signed a couple months ago, it, did they limit the amount of times you can bring somebody up and down to five? Yeah. So it used to be it used to be that you had um, unlimited times that you can bring a player up and down in a season. It only count as as, as one move, um, and I guess you get three uh, to protect the player. Um, now I think you can only do it. Five times a season? Yeah. Times, I don't know. i got to wait till the new OOTP rules come out, and I'll be able to analyze that. Okay, because I think, I think five sticks in my head. So he's been up up and down once. He only yep. lasted a week, but he, he had three hits. Um, so I'm not sure. Again, we talked about this last week. The Giants are the worst team to have fantasy baseball players on. Yes. Um, and, and, and conversely, they're probably the best team in terms of getting the maximum out of talent that, that I think, shows you what I know, out of mediocre talent. And, um, yeah, I mean, look look at them again this year. Right? Yeah, they got off, off to a, a good start. start. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some of it's their pitching. They're decent pitching still. All right, uh, nothing in today in baseball history. What are you walking off with? All right, all right. So uh, just another reminder that uh, Patriots Day – game, um, I think, is 11-10 today, so um, you'll be locked out at 11.05. Um, don't text us and say, hey, you've been locked out. You know, shame on you, because on the CBS Sports headline, um, in the banner page, it says that uh, there's going to be a roster closing out. It says, line up alert in clear green letters. So that's on you, owners. Um, next week, next week, we have uh, Sam of the Rebs coming on to join us from from Penn State. Um, Yeah, and uh, I guess we'll be looking at another full week of fab, Chief. So is he still in school next week? Great question. I want to say yes, but we will find out more next week. Okay. All right. Um, Oh, one last thing. One last thing. Um, I I think Bob put out another um, another text um, about – Bushley trip to to DC. So everybody, make sure you get back to him. And I think he is uh, he's working on plans now uh, about the Bushley trip in June, mid June. Yeah, I think when he sent out the reminder, I think people shot back. I, I think everybody yeah. did. Yeah, get back. Yeah, right, cool. I was one of the offenders. I apologize. That's all right. You're busy. 
I, I am yeah. actually. I, it, in case anybody needs to know, I, I, I will be um, up at JFK Airport having to fight New York City traffic that day. So fun for me. <laughs> I, I've I've made that trip. It, it, you know what? It costs to go up the pen, over the Pennsylvania Turnpike, over yeah. the bridge, New Jersey Turnpike. You know, over the the, the uh, Verrazano Bridge into New York, round trip that costs like seventy dollars a toll. <laughs> yeah, so uh, me and Case went up to see Pitt play in the uh, Pinstripe Bowl in Yankee Stadium a couple years ago, and I got free yeah. free tickets from those Vet Ticks, like Veterans Tickets website, and I think it cost us a hundred dollars just to drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, we had parking. Yeah, you got the PA Turnpike, Jersey Turnpike. The bridge, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy, but it yeah, it was it was fun. All right, um, I'm walking off with. I saw this video today. I don't know when it was taken, but it was Fernando Tatis and a couple other Padres playing <laughs> soccer. Did you see this? Well, fortunately, <laughs> you sent it to me. <laughs> and Maybe you send it out to the league next. <laughs> he almost rolled his ankle on that ball, and I'm thinking. Like, the Padres need to grab this kid and say, look, man, like, I get, you know, your freedom and you, you want to do what you feel like you want to do. and yeah, But you're an adult and we've made a huge investment in you. Quit quit the BS with this motorcycle and soccer. It, like, no, you're done with this. Oh, do you, you understand know, my point? Thing, yeah. I mean, next thing he's going to be talking to Madison Bumgarner and he's going to be doing rodeo or some damn thing. The Giants, or excuse me, the Padres need to wrap him in bubble wrap and say, you don't come out of this bubble wrap nope. until you're on the field again. Yeah. And when you're in the Good dugout, gosh. you just sit there. Don't, you know, cheering, jumping up and down. I don't want to see any of it. Yeah. <laughs> because And, and, and I, have, I, I say that jokingly, but as a, as a front office person, you're like, what the hell's going on down there? Can you imagine looking out the window and saying, is that Tatis playing soccer? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shut that shit down now. Imagine, yeah, imagine if he tears an ACL or something like that. You know, yeah. he'd be lucky if he only rolled an ankle. Yeah, and even rolling an ankle, you're out a couple weeks, and you're the, you're the damn shortstop. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I don't know, at least man. When he, at least when he fell down, he wasn't doing the professional flop like they do in, uh, you know, oh, yeah. in professional soccer. Yeah, he doesn't look like he should be playing soccer. Um, yeah. And what's, by the way, and – Again, I'm going off on another trail. I, when I watched that Padre Brave game last night, C.J. Abrams, I, maybe he can feel, but I think his bat's a little slow. Is it? Yeah, he couldn't catch up to those pitches. Um, so, so wait a second, wait a second. Let's talk about C.J. Abrams for a second. Did they have him in the outfield last night? Because they did have one game. They had, they played him in the outfield, right? Uh, I think they might have played him in the outfield. Yeah, you know what? I, I got to look because um, – What's today's date? The seventeenth, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So while you're while you're looking that up, you know, good for the Padres for bringing him up um, because if you think about last year, he got hurt halfway through the minor league season. Yeah. And then 2020, it was abbreviated, so he doesn't have all that many professional at, at bats. So you know, he will get better, but I think, forgive the pun, but he's kind of behind the curve. Yeah, he played second base last night. Okay. So what 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 they're probably doing is just getting him at bats. You know what I mean? Kim played shortstop. So um and they have guys that need like Kim needs to get at bats a couple days a week. They probably need to get Profar and Beatty at bats, Hosmer at bats. So um yeah. 
But yeah, he, well, he he did have a hit, but I just think his bats, it, it's it it's not quick. It's a little well, long of a swing. Good, good for the Padres for letting him learn at the major league level because there's not a lot of teams that would be able to do that, particularly a team that you know is going to be competing for a playoff spot. Um, but uh, do you think do you think he has the potential to be a pretty good player? Well, I, if he's a if he's a really good shortstop, then you know you can eat the the hitting now that you have a DH. Um, I, I haven't seen enough of him. I, okay. I just felt like my, my initial instinct was the swing's a little long for a guy his size. Okay. Right? And I, that's what I think some of O'Neill Cruz's issue is. He, he's just uh, – Cruz is 6'7", so – Well, I mean, he's like 7'4". I know, yeah. Have a long swing. And Abrams is 6'2", and I, but he's only 185, so he's not – you know, he's, he's – I don't – maybe he will develop into a power hitter, but I just don't see – it was just a little – it was a little long. And Strider, gotcha. Strider, you know, mowed him, mowed him down, and um, yeah, he's fouling balls off like behind and to the left, which means like your bat head is behind. You, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's not yep. out in front of the plate. Okay. So, but again, that's just an initial thought I had. The guy could be a major league Hall of Famer for all I know. <laughs> all right. Um, so we got Bill next week. No, we got Sam no, next Sam week, next, and we got Sam next week. And we got Bill, Bill the week, the week after. after. So uh, we're we're slowly getting through the league, and then we'll we'll pick up the stragglers as we press along. Yeah, sounds good. All right, champ. Have a good week, you Keith. Too.